You're listening to At Home, the podcast with Walkie MC. Each week, our team at Wakarusa Missionary Church invites you to join us for a conversation around the topics that shape our lives at home and beyond. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. We want to welcome you back to another episode of At Home, the podcast with Walkie MC. It's crummy weather outside, y'all. That's just the reality of it here. Uh, several weeks ago, it was beautiful, sunny, 80 degrees. Today, I don't know. I'm looking out the window, and I'm not feeling it. It's cold. It. You know what this says? Is It says it's maple syrup festival weather, because that's just what happens during maple syrup festival. Cold, cold and rainy. Yeah, but that's not why we're here. Sitting around the table today, the usual guests, uh, Angie Brenneman, Brant Nine. I'm Chris Knight. We're glad that you joined us. We're in a series at Walk EMC on the topic of risk. And the last week we talked about our basis or our foundation for risk, why we can actually step out of our comfort zone to have conversations with people who do not know Jesus and the foundation. Uh, one of the things I alluded to is the fact that we can trust Jesus. And so when we start talking about trust, guys, I want to know in your mind, when you think of the word trust, what comes out? What pops in? Definitely what you have mentioned before is the trust fall, because I was in that um, realm when uh, like low ropes course came about. And I, many of you listeners may not know this, but that was actually part of my, my education. And I kind of led teams and individuals into trust falls. And I can still remember, it would always be one of these things where people, it just it's just difficult. I'm sorry. I probably couldn't just fall into an arm of, you know, arms of people that I didn't know either very easily because that's that's scary. So the question is, would you fall into the arms of your teammates? Do you trust them <laughs> enough either? Right, right. I sense there yeah. might be question there. No, too. no, no, yeah. no, no. I, I think about I was counseling at Prairie Camp in 2009 and I was asked to do the rock wall and go up and do the zip line. I'm deathly afraid of heights. And so. <laughs> Carrie Botticher was, I think, directing at that point. I was on the side. I couldn't do the rock wall, obviously. So I'm climbing up the ladder on the side, and I get about, I don't know, a quarter of the way up. It was embarrassing. And I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And everybody below me is like, you have to just trust. Trust that it's going to hold you up there because I was latched <laughs> into everything. And I'm like, nope. And I stayed put, and they had to come and get me. Somebody had to come and get me. And I'm, you know, at that point, 19, 20 years old. And, uh, yeah, so I did not trust the, the equipment and I don't trust the equipment. I will never zip line down anything. Um, I've seen too many videos where the equipment fails and I'm convinced that's going to happen to me. So no Sean, trust falls for me. <laughs> Sean and I went zip lining, uh, in Tennessee and we were, at, we were, we nev neither one of us had done it before. And we thought, let's just risk, let's just try this. And so we're, we're going up this mountain where they're gonna go ziplining. And we see that on this really tall, like chairlift going up, um, we felt like already scared at about how high the chairlift was. And then we're, we're, we're seeing the zipliners going over the chairlifts. Like, what did we get into? We already pre-bought, so we were all in. 
So we get strapped in, we get up there, and I'm looking at these runs, and they're huge through the woods. It oh, is, uh, I'm trees. like, what are we doing? <laughs> so there's like 12 people in our group that is getting ready to go, and they're like, who's going to be first? And for whatever reason, I said, we will. Shauna oh. <laughs> looks at me like, what are you doing? And I thought, you know, let's get this thing over with. If, if I'm going to die, I want to die now. Why sit here and think about dying? Yeah. Let's just die. <laughs> right. That's really, but that trust, I, I'm sitting here thinking, can I trust this equipment? Does it really work to hold? At some point, it will break. And the question is, am I the one that is going to break with? Speaking of Maple Syrup Festival, do we always trust like these carnival rides? No. <laughs> like I remember the Apple Festival when I was a teenager, there was a screw. They used to have this thing called the bullet. And one of my friends went on it and there was a screw that came down and landed right beside me. I'm like, that's a screw from the ride. No way. I don't trust those things. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, I think, okay, so I'm going to turn it just a little bit. We trust more than we understand. We get on airplanes, people. Like, That's true. We walk up a... St- <laughs> not me. Like, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have, but I always grab the bag and try to take a sleeping pill. <laughs> we are learning a lot yeah. about Brant today. But the thing is, is we do. We trust that, you know, we're going to get on this plane. We're going to land where we're going to go at this point. And then you Spell. watch. And that's what I always tell Dan. I never want to watch a movie about any kind of airplane um, or even a car crash before you drive a long distance, you know. Mm-hmm. And I and I say that is because I even trust my car. Well, yeah, my car's going to get me from this point, you know, to that point. And so we may not completely realize we trust more things than we realize. Yeah. Some of it's just blind trust, right? Blind. I mean, you talk about an airplane and man, I fly it. I, I don't fly as much as I used to, but I used to fly a lot. I don't even think about it. No, you don't. But how heavy one of those airplanes are and the fact that we're trusting that to get us up and down. Chris mm-hmm. Lahane, our worship pastor here, just went on a cruise and we talked about this idea of going on a cruise a couple weeks ago. I was like, no, like I've seen the Titanic. Exactly. I am not going in the middle of the ocean with thousands of people. They definitely don't have enough lifeboats on those things. And the amount of weight that's on that ship, I don't know how it has enough buoyancy to stay above the water. You know, I've never been on a cruise. And and that's something don't go. it doesn't don't go. sound it doesn't sound fun. No. Uh, mm, you like the beach. Just sit on the beach. Sit on the I'm content. Mm-hmm. You know, grill, sit on the beach, play miniature golf. There you go. Repeat next day. Do that for seven <laughs> days. <laughs> that sounds like a great perfect. Sounds like a yeah, great but trip. I do think we don't realize there's things that we do trust very easily because it's just so natural in our everyday um, routine, everyday life. And so here we talk about trusting Jesus. Sometimes we don't realize that, um, well, what is faith? Faith is, you know, um, going for something and believing in something that we do not see or understand, you know? And so how do we trust Jesus? And you even broke, uh, broke this down a little bit in how we risk and trust as we talk in conversation with others about Jesus. Well, that's a great question. I want, I want to get there eventually. Let me, let me go back for just a second because something else popped into my mind while we were having this other conversation, you know, I brought up blind trust. So there are certain, there are certain jobs in America that we say we trust the people and we don't trust the people blindly. Right. So if I would say, you know, a politician, you trust a politician and most people would be like, no, are you kidding me? They're a politician, but that doesn't mean there isn't trustworthy ones. It just means that 
as a category, I don't trust them. Uh, so when you look at uh, used car salesmen, right, we have a tendency to say, don't trust them. Right? Why? I mean, they're good Christian used car salesmen out there, but, but we just almost default to not trusting something. I think that when we come to this topic of, of trusting in Jesus, there are people that just be like, nope, not trusting a Christian, not trusting a follower of Jesus. And so it's almost like there are certain things we blindly trust, and then there are certain things that we blindly do not trust because we're conditioned to whether it's our family of origin or an experience that somebody had had, we just autosat, automatically just say we don't trust. And so when it, now when I approach this topic of trusting in Jesus, the, the issue is why? Well, I, I remember Brennan when she was in, in uh, high school, and she said this, and I, I've said this on a previous podcast probably in a season prior, and she said to me, you know, Dad, if I was not born in a pastor's home um, and, and I was born in a Buddhist home, you would tell me Buddhism's right. If I was born in a Hindu home, you'd tell me Hinduism's right. If I was born in a Mormon home, you'd tell me Mormonism's right. So I just happen to be born into a pastor's home. So naturally, you're going to say, you can trust Jesus because I do, right? But you had to get to the point. She had to get to the point where she trusted for her own reasons. So... I set out in this series to talk about risk, and, and then I simply use Sunday to say, here's why I trust Jesus. And I laid out everything that I know that I find him trustworthy, and this is, this is my foundation for trust. I don't know what your guys' foundation for trust is, but I look at Christ and find that when I look at Scripture, I look and I measure against the historicity of it, the historical nature of it, and Jesus was a man who lived, who died, who rose again. History tells us this. And then you look at the prophecies. He fulfilled these prophecies. You look at all of those different things, and to me it says he's trustworthy. And I've experienced his trust in my life, areas where I needed to trust him and I found him faithful. I say I can trust Jesus. Mm-hmm. I I would say that my trust has built over the understanding of who God is. And that who he is doesn't change. What I feel about him, mm. what even I know isn't that expanded compared to who he is. And in that, I can trust that who he is is never going to change. That is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that's just a, a place that I've come to, to see through Scripture, that it's God's story. He has a plan. And when you, when you look through Scripture, like you said, that it tells a story that paints a picture of a God who is in it for me, just me. Mm-hmm. And in that, I can, I can trust that he really, he really did this out of relationship, a desire of a relationship with me. And I guess uh, that's probably where my trust kind of came about is getting to know who he was and understanding the character of him doesn't change. I change. I'm pretty fickle. I make mistakes. And if I base my faith on me and what I know and what I understand and what I feel, guess what? It's going to change tomorrow. It's, <laughs> it's going to be like a roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> and, but if I base it and I put my trust in Jesus, I know that he's never going to change and he is going to work with me and guide me and help me. Um, but I, I'm so thankful for that truth in my life and how that has probably been one of the major points that I can always go back to. And I can remember in college and when my faith began to take real big root, you know, when you get out of the home and 
you begin to experience real life and you see faith, the roots of faith grow down deep. He took me and he, 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 he grabbed me because of who he was, not because I was searching for him. He just taught me that he is faithful. And so it's just grown over time. And that's probably one of my stories. What about you, Brant? I think for me, it's a little bit different. Um, I was a one that somebody risked for, and I shouldn't say somebody, multiple people risk for. So I think about, you know, those individuals in my life who, who I trusted to share the good news with me. I trusted those individuals. And so because I trusted those individuals, I started trusting in God. And then through trusting in God and allowing him to kind of lead and direct my life. Um, now I, you know, I'm to the point now where I can look back at every crossroad, every conflict, every, you know, disaster as far as my life goes and see where God was in the valleys and he was in the mountaintops. And so for me, it's, it's more about who God ordained to be in my life in certain seasons. And I look back and I'm just like, man, you were there, you were holding me through every, every scenario in every season, um, in every valley, not only me, um, but you were, you were holding my family even even the ones who denied you and, and didn't acknowledge you. Um, you know the Roa family. Here's a great story of just God's faithfulness and, and another you know reason why I trust him. Um, Brooke Roa's grandma, so this would be Becky's mom, <laughs> I was riding my bike on um, State Road 19, uh, not on the road, on the sidewalk, but near the road on North Main Street there, right before, uh, used to be a Mennonite church there, right across from the old Boys and Girls Club. Right now, yeah. it's it's right across from the center, Napanee. And I fell, and I broke my arm. And I broke my arm bad. And I just started screaming. I was probably seven or eight years old. I just started screaming as loud as I could, trying to get my mom and dad's attention. They were about a block away. Finally, my mom and my dad come out, but before they had come out, Brooke, Brooke Roa's grandma had pulled in and was like helping me, but it appeared to my mom and dad like I had been run over by a car. Oh. And so my dad working for the street department at the time, I can't remember if my mom was a dispatcher at that point or not, but radioed in, my dad radioed in that I had been run over by a car. The ambulance came, they put me in a neck brace. I mean, my arm <laughs> was just like in pieces. Um, anyway, all that to say, this lady uh, brings me an I Spy book. I didn't know who this lady was. Uh, she brings me an I Spy book, and she never signed her name or anything. I just knew there was a lady who, when I broke my arm and I was screaming for help, she came, she calmed me down, she was there, and then she followed up. <laughs> Years later, I'm coaching Brooke Roa in basketball. Same year I was coaching Brennan. Right. And Brooke's mom and dad... Um, shared with me that her grandmother had prayed for me and mm -hmm. had interceded for me and our family for years. Oh, and and so I look back and I'm like, that one, that's incredible. I, I, I wept that night when he told me that, mm -hmm. when Brooke's dad told me that. So I was just like, she didn't have to. Mm -hmm. She didn't have to take that step of prayer. And like my family... That year, that's when everything just went kaput. Divorce, we started moving once a year. My sister found out she didn't have the same dad as I had. A lot of things just like totally deflated. 
And I had somebody praying for me consistently. It's incredible. Mm, How? Like only God, right? And so there's so many moments I could share like that in my journey where it's like, how couldn't I trust God? How couldn't I? Mm -hmm. You know, I even take off of that story and say, you know, when God lays someone on my heart, I, I, I need to obey him and pray for that person because who else is going to pray for that person? And I think oftentimes we just think, oh, he didn't bring that person across my path. They don't really have much purpose in my life. And yet he just says, just pray for him. Just pray for him. That's just amazing to hear that. And so I, I really liked what you said on um, Sunday, Chris, that this kind of trust in God develops in us just a desire to obey him. Right. You know, it's interesting as I was prepping for last week, I thought maybe I ought to explore this topic of trust falls a little bit further. I know we kind of led in with this um, in this podcast, but I was watching on YouTube all the trust fall fails. and <laughs> They got me laughing. Uh, there was a dad uh, who was practicing with his daughter to keep falling. Trust. No, don't take a step back. Just fall. Trust. And then he stood her back up. And another kid came running in the room, said, Dad, and he turned his head and turned his attention oh, and his when the girl fell. fell. <laughs> and she smashed her head on the floor. She's like, Dad. And it just, it made me laugh because I think that's, I mean, it made me laugh for Have a lot of reasons. Have you seen the one of, I think it's a, a new bride and groom, and they're doing a trust fall for whatever reason. It looked like at their wedding. And they tell her to fall. And they're at the edge of like a lake or a pond or something. And she fell forward. She totally thought she should go forward. And so she fell into the water. <laughs> I have not seen that. That is the worst trust that, fall. That's very, fail. very yeah. There's a lot of other issues going on. You there. fell the wrong way. How you can that's right. But it got me thinking about trust. And and if if my dad would have said, Chris, listen, look at me. You can trust me. Then I think because of my experience with him, I would have said, okay, I, th- I think I will. I'm not comfortable, but I trust you, and therefore I will. I will take that step. I will take that plunge. I will risk this because I find you trustworthy, and I believe in my heart that you are not going to lead me astray. Now, we joked around a lot, but I could tell this is a serious thing. Chris, trust me. You can trust me. I got to thinking about this topic, so risk, and the whole idea is getting outside of our comfort zone. That requires trust. And so if, if I'm asking people to get outside their comfort zone, better yet, if Jesus is asking you to get outside your comfort zone, then we really have to resolve this question of trust. Is Jesus trustworthy? If he is, then just like my father, who modeled my heavenly father very well in my life, then I can say, I don't feel comfortable, but I can trust you. And so in my mind, we have to resolve this topic of trust with Jesus. Do Are we a fan? Kyle Eidelman wrote a really yep. good book. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan. Are we a fan of Jesus? Um, do we like Jesus? Do we believe in him or do we trust him? I mean, I think that really boils it down. Is Jesus trustworthy? As I was working on this this message, I really felt like that's the direction we have to go. We have churches full of people. Uh, we have churches like our church, right? I, we have people here who do not believe in Jesus. 
Um, my hope is that they come to that saving knowledge of him. I'm glad that they are here. We have people at every aspect of, of their relationship with Jesus. The question is, do you trust him? And if you do, what are you doing with that trust? Mm-hmm. I, I'm sitting here thinking through what you just said because it is reality in how we live our lives. And it said, your understanding of who God is in your life will determine how you live your life. And to say that question, is Jesus trustworthy to you? Is Do you trust Jesus? Well, if you do, you will walk forward and uh, act out in um, as a disciple and follow him. But if you don't trust Jesus, you're going to doubt. You're going to have those things. And I say this is um, because I think we've said it in the past that we we. We don't give Satan any credit that he 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 um, can't read our minds. He can't. He doesn't like necessarily um, have a, a like this omniscience that God has and and all that. But he understands our rhythms. He understands our weaknesses, and he understands where we've like defaulted. And so guess what he will do? He will get, he will just take this little spear and he will stir the pot of understanding. Hey, I don't really know if Jesus will follow through with me on this one, or I don't, I don't know if I can really trust Jesus to, to take me um, on this journey with this person. I'm going to be, you know, that doubt, that question may come up. Will this person even like me if I have this conversation? Will I even have any purpose? And, you know, what's my, I'm going to get a little FOMO, you know, and what are they going to think of me if if, I, if they know that I love Jesus and I trust Jesus. So I just say this is that that's real. That is, so we have to come to the reality is, is Jesus trustworthy? Do we, we have to settle, like you said, we have to settle that understanding in our mind because Satan's always going to jab us with those doubts, with those questions. And we have to have that answer. If we get to the point where we say Jesus is trustworthy, then I really think we have to be able to say, okay, then what is he asking us to do? Because then we flesh out our trust by obedience. Mm-hmm. Isn't that true? I mean, we can't say something. I can't say my dad is not trustworthy and then say, okay, but he's asking me to do this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it. Then I'm not proving that he is trustworthy. And I think that that trust has an action to it. So Jesus, when he gives us these commands, he calls us to be on mission he calls us to do a number of things. Um, they they uh, aren't suggestions. He says, go and make disciples. He says, follow me. I will show you how to fish for people. He has throughout Scripture, and then even in the New Testament as other writers, Paul, Peter, Timothy, they call us to, uh, they call us to obedience. And obedience, trust, uh, we were talking just briefly. Uh, I wish you all could sit in this room and realize the conversations that happened before we ever push record. Uh, we, 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 you brought up, Angie, the whole the, the concept of trust and obey. I mean, that was a song from the past that we sang growing up. Um, trust and obey. There's no other better, way, other way yeah, to be happy mm-hmm. in Jesus than to trust and obey. Trust. But the, the actionable thing then is if I do, then I will obey. But this is where the breakdown has happened. It's we like don't obey. Match. It's a wrestling match. I think it's not just one time. This is the whole deal. Just because I trust today, guess what? I may have an issue because I'm human, because I'm a sinner saved by grace. I need God's grace 
daily. And in that, I may have to have the wrestling match of trusting Jesus and obeying tomorrow on a certain thing. Just even if I, you know, kind of did the right thing today, I may have another issue that comes up that I'm like, okay, Lord, I don't know. Are you trustworthy in this? And I may wrestle with it a little bit. And I say that because I think I, I struggle sometimes with the kind of obedience he asks us to do. And that's real. And that's just being honest to say it's hard to have a conversation with somebody and to sit in a room and you think, what am I going to say next? Mm-hmm. What, what's going to be the next thing I say? I always told my students, and I tell my kids this too, that delayed obedience is just disobedience. But I wonder if we got that wrong. Because sometimes I want to live that way. Hear me on that. Like I want to live where I obey immediately. But I think sometimes we communicate this, you know, if you don't obey immediately, then Mm. you might as well not try anymore. Where I feel like, you know what? It's kind of, it kind of goes back to the concept of, you know, there's no retakes in life, you know, that, you know, some teachers used to say, yeah, there are, there's a lot of retakes in life. Thank goodness. There's, there's second chances in life. Um, I, I think that if you fail to obey immediately, you're still called to obey. Um, I want to get to the point where I don't delay in my obedience. Um, get, and, and hear me on this. There's times when I don't delay, but I think you're right, Angie. Like it's a daily wrestling match and there are times when I do delay and I think it's okay to recognize that, but still obey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he'll be, he'll walk you in those moments. And I only say this is that I'm not, like you said, we're not going to um, not want it. It's like deep in our hearts. We want to do what's right. Yeah. But what does Paul say? I want to do what's right, but what? I don't do it sometimes. And that's a, that's a real, um, I guess, thing that I have to come to grips with is, okay, Jesus, help me in my own unbelief that the, the areas that I don't trust you yeah. fully help me today. Help me to see those things. Help me to be aware so that I can walk in obedience with you. Yeah, I, I appreciate the conversation. And I, and Brian, I'm glad that you brought that up like that, because there are retakes. It's called grace. And I'm grateful for grace. I need grace. I need grace regularly in my life. I'm a pastor who's trying my best, but I screw up. And I'm grateful for grace. And I'm grateful for a group of people who are grace givers back to me and not trying to hold me to a standard that I can't be held to. None of us can be. I like like, Angie, I like that you brought up Paul, right? Help me in my unbelief. The reality is, though, we at some point have made the action of faith optional. I, I don't know how we've done it. We've looked at God's commands and we've said, I have the ability to willfully choose not to do that. As though we've said, I know what you said, but I don't think you really meant it. And I think that's where the American church is in trouble today because we have taken some of his commands and made them suggestions. Optional to me. No, listen, I love Jesus with all my heart, but I'm not doing that. What he commanded me to because I don't think he really wants me to do that. We're thirsty for the grace. Bingo. But we're not thirsty for the responsibilities. I think that's what it comes down to. People can neglect what's in the Bible because they're not engaging in the Bible to seek out responsibilities. They're engaging with it to seek out the grace and the mercy that God offers. It's a great way to say it. Mm -hmm. We want the prizes. Yeah, it's like we're in our faith for me, not for God. It's a very selfish faith. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm. 
And that's that's hard to um, come to grips with that we've all been there. We've all done that. Wait, wait I want to be comfortable here today. Wait, I want to go to the coffee shop and just kind of like read my own book and drink my coffee. But what if I have to have a conversation with somebody instead? That's interruption and it's hard. And so I, I also want to say that you had this last point, which is not just trusting and obeying, but that um, this message that's in the, the word of God needs a messenger. And guess what? We're the chosen messenger. And I sometimes, I kind of sit there and I think through this, this scripture and I read it and I'm like, man, there is just a lot of mess in here. It's a lot in relationship and how God chose to do this. It's a little messy. <laughs> and I just got done with a book over spring break that I really, really liked. It's called Scandalous Grace. And I guess when we're talking about this making mistakes and living in grace, guess what? You can go into the Bible and you can find people who didn't get it right, but God still used them to change the kingdom, to bring about his Savior into the world. And so in that, that's the whole idea of scandalous grace is that he uses sinners to take the message and the truth of the gospel, and he still chooses us. And I guess we don't often see that it's it's actually our choice to join him and that we're the messenger. I'm wondering if next podcast and maybe we can't go this way but i'm wondering if we can look at what happens when you do risk and the conversation doesn't go as planned um or the conversations or it's taking longer than you would have hoped and it feels like god's not answering your prayers Mm -hmm. what's our response in those moments it's uh, a great question. It's worthy of processing. Uh, to the listener, we're, we're glad that you joined us today. Our, our 30 minutes is already gone. Here, here's what you don't get to see, because this is just an audio podcast and not a video podcast. Uh, you don't get to see that we actually had notes in front of us, and it was probably about 10 minutes in. I just turned my notes over because I thought, I don't even think we're, no. we're, we're just going to let this conversation go wherever it is. I, I hope you're encouraged today. I also hope you're challenged. I hope you're encouraged that you have a God who loves you, that you can trust. You have a, a, a you have a, a savior that you can you can obey because you can trust. I found him trustworthy. My challenge to you is solve that in your life. Resolve that. Can you trust Jesus? Answer that question in your life. And if you can't, then I I pray that you ask him for the ability to begin to trust him. If, if, if you can't trust Christ, then I'm going to ask you, begin to study and ask yourself, based upon Scripture, why is that? Help yourself reconcile with that, because I believe that Christ is trustworthy. And now, to the listener who says, yeah, I trust Jesus, then my challenge to you, how are you going to start obeying his commands? Risk. Get outside your comfort zone. Fish for people. Be on mission. He called us to to a great commission. And we, as Angie just alluded to here at the end of the podcast, we are the messengers. Are you a part of being the message? And will you take the risk? Because it's very much a risk worth taking. So we're glad that you joined us. Hey, we're here for you, Walkie MC. Uh, we are here for you. We would love to walk with you on your journey spiritually. Uh, if you're interested in any of these sermons, you can tune into our website, walkiemc.org, and you can find all the messages there. And if we can help you in any way, you can find our contact information. Reach out. We would love to walk with you on this spiritual journey. Until next time, we wish you all the grace and peace that the Lord has intended for you. 
Home, the podcast is produced by the Wakarusa Missionary Church in Wakarusa, Indiana. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave a rating and share this episode. Additional resources related to each episode can be found by visiting walkemc.org and clicking on the At Home tab. Thanks for listening.